Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Brett, and we're going to be talking about Hawkeye. Hey, what's up? What's happening? <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Disney Plus came out with Marvel's new show, Hawkeye, which ran for six episodes. Um, it was pretty well-praised by critics. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. It, yeah, it got a good critical response, especially the especially Haley Steinfeld. It was a really great way to like introduce her character. Oh, definitely. But overall, I've definitely the first four episodes were so frustrating for me, and then the last felt, two made it worth the show. I felt like the first two were kind of slow and like building setting things up then the middle then the like middle three uh episodes three four and five Mm -hmm. were really like really good and then um episode six kind of was like a bit of a dip but it they had built up enough stuff and like invested me in the characters enough that i still enjoyed it yeah it was like a little hawkeye endgame and i think the the correlation um the those middle three episodes I talked about were directed by uh, Bert and Birdie, who oh, right. they had directed. They directed a movie on Amazon Prime called Troop Zero, that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that they just had a they did a good job at, especially Maya's story. Um, that whole thing was really well done, I thought, and a great adaptation of the of the comic book run. Right, yeah, I heard it was, like, a direct adaptation, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And the first time that Marvel really directly adapted anything. Yeah, like, after after Hawkeye was over, I read that whole comic run in, like, a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I don't remember, yeah, it's really good. I don't remember which one, it's, it's a Daredevil comic, but I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it's re- it's, uh, it was really well done, the comic and, like, the adaptation of it. Hmm. But specifically, the uh, getting into spoilers for for the finale. Yeah. Um, specifically, like there are a lot of parallels, um, like when she shoots Kingpin at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main main reason why I don't think that Kingpin's dead because the same exact thing happens in the Daredevil comic where she like holds the the gun up to his face, right? right. Yeah. And then it cuts away when she shoots, and it turns out that like he survives that. So. I've seen that image some places. Yeah, they they did a great job with her and, like, adapting her from the comics. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, diving right into it, uh, episode one, uh, last time that we saw Clint Barton was at the end of, uh, Endgame with Wanda. But technically we also saw him in the end credit scene of Black Widow. With Yelena. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm and then, surprised that we didn't get um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this. I'm yeah, I was surprised her, like, too. I was ready like for that. her to show up. Yeah. Um, the episode starts in 2012 during the first Avengers film, and we see Kate Bishop as a kid in a very fancy house because everyone's rich in Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kate. I thought this. This opening scene was really, it was a good job at, like, they quickly and effectively, like, established her connection with Clint and, like, why she wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just getting it, like, done right off the bat in this first episode was, like, great. Like, I immediately felt like, even though the first episode wasn't my favorite, I still felt, like, immediately, like, connected to the character. Right, yeah. It was well done. I did like the opening sequence. Kate's mom and dad argue about their debt and selling the house potentially later on we find out that the debt is to wilson fisk (laughs) yeah um they get the house back anyway though because the dad died we find out later that i guess it was from eleanor helping out with wilson fisk over the years eleanor was the one who died in the comics right Oh, yeah, I think so. But she was yeah, that's right. actually a, a bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. which she kind of half was. 
I haven't seen uh, Vera Famiga, who who's the uh, woman who played Eleanor. I haven't seen her in anything else, but I know oh. that she's like really good yeah. actress. She, she was in The Departed. Yeah. She was in the Conjuring movies. Uh, she plays mm. Lorraine Warren, which is one of the investigators. Gotcha. Yeah. So I thought that she was like good enough. I thought that they could have done a little bit more with her, just in terms of like making her. A little more like relate relatable i guess you know what i mean like i felt like i didn't feel um very like connected to her mm-hmm. you know i felt like in, in terms of villains i thought that like echo was a lot more even though she wasn't like a full-on villain she was a lot more uh balanced i guess mm-hmm. i also thought it was it was pretty obvious where it was going that like she she was like really the one behind it but Overall, I liked her. Yeah, she was an interesting character, I guess, but kind of cheesy at some points, and it was, I could see from far away that she was going to be the one. (laughs) Right. I don't know. (laughs) Like, Jack was such a red heron the whole time. Mm -hmm. Kate is saved by Hawkeye from a Chitauri. Um, Yeah. I like that. I liked using that moment, um, like calling back to that from like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Like him jumping off the building and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kate watches. Oh yeah, Kate watches Hawkeye do his money shot from the Avengers. <laughs> um, Kate Bishop vows to protect her and her mom, which is a strange thing for a kid to take on. Yeah. I had that Kate Bishop loses a dare, and she has to shoot a tennis ball at a bell, which causes it to destroy the tower. Yeah. Um, Rogers the Musical. It's very similar to Hamilton and references the first Avengers film. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was, it was funny. I could do this all day. Or whatever. Yeah, it's also a good way of just showing like how superheroes are are uh, interpreted in like the general public, you know. Yeah. And Ant Man is in the show as well, who wasn't even there. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye gets triggered when Black Widow comes on stage dancing. Clint has yeah. a. That was sad. Yeah, this. I think this whole show did a good job at like honoring her uh like legacy you know what i mean and like this show was kind of part like a funeral for for black widow which we didn't really get in endgame Mm -hmm. but like i think that having a big showy funeral like they did for tony stark would have worked but the way that they've done her character in phase four in in like black widow and in hawkeye and especially in what if i think they've like done a really good job at like giving her uh a good like send-off you know right yeah rather than her a lot rather than her own movie honestly yeah uh clint has a hearing aid now because of all the exposure to action yeah i liked that it was a good way to it was a good way to give him like make him a uh, hard of hearing like he is in the comics right while also not just like but it was still like in a practical way you know what i mean like it it uh it wasn't cheap it's not like they just yeah they didn't just like retcon it retcon it and it also it also helps to like point out that he's he is um just like a regular guy you know he can't like take all this like physical abuse and walk away from it completely fine Mm -hmm, exactly he is still a human at the end of the day we see a urinal with writing that says Thanos was right. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was funny that they um they kind of referenced that whole online like Thanos was right thing and kind of made fun of it a little. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye nods his head as if to say he agrees with it. The guy in the bathroom <laughs> asks to take a bit a picture with him while he's peeing. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Kate meets Eleanor's new fiance, who's played by Tony Dalton, Jack Duquesne. Tony Dalton is in yeah. uh, Better Call Saul. He's really good in it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he was good. He was funny, I thought. Um, Jack has moved in, and he keeps swords around the house. Just because? No, it's because he's the swordsman in the comics and trains Hawkeye at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a good, like, he was kind of a good red herring, even though I didn't really buy it. Um, I wish they then, used his character a little bit more, though. Right. I liked him in the finale a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just over the course of the whole show, he was kind of just like, eh. Yeah. Hawkeye's daughter is played by one of the Russo's daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, from um, from Endgame, from the opening of Endgame. Yeah. Eleanor could be uh, Madame Mask, but then, well, I mean, I guess in the future she could be. Yeah. Jack? Who's, uh, who's? Oh, no, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Madame uh, Webb. Somebody. I was thinking of Iron Maiden, the, uh, oh. That's Rachel Vise and Black Widow, though. Oh, I got you. Jack's uncle, Armand Duquesne, is really old. There's a little yeah. Armand, too. The whole Armand family tree is very confusing. Yeah, so he's Jack's uncle, right? Mm-hmm. And he also knows that Eleanor was working for Fisk. Mm-hmm. And so was threatening her about that and then she killed him and framed jack for it correct okay we found this out through the course of uh, six episodes though <laughs> yeah um armand was the one who trained the swordsman who trained hawkeye in the comics mm-hmm. oh yeah in the comics, Lucky the Pizza Dog was actually hit by the car and lost his eye, but continued on. Oh, really? He's hit by the car in the comics? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I loved Lucky in this. He was so great. Yeah, he was cute. He was but so they great. never explicitly said his name was Lucky. Did they? Yeah, I think I think they, they hinted at it a lot. And I think they might have just, like, ultimately not had time to do it in the finale. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but they called him Pizza Dog a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they ever said... Yeah, they never said Lucky. Yeah, I don't um, think they did. But assuming there's a season two, are they doing a season two of this? Um, It's not confirmed yet, but it's labeled as a miniseries on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I'm huh. assuming that the continuation would be in the Echo disney plus series and then i don't know where right. hawkeye's character goes from here i uh, yeah i don't know i don't really know because it was a good it was a really good show for like building clint's character and everything but it didn't feel like very much of like a finale send-off you know no. what i mean like it didn't it definitely feels like they'll he'll show up again yeah so i'm not sure if there's just gonna be another season or i don't know yeah. And Kate Bishop is rumored to appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, is she really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think that it'll, in terms of, like, overall Hawkeye stuff, it'll definitely shift the focus to Kate Bishop, but mm-hmm. Clint will still show up, like, every once in a while. Yeah. We'll see what they do with that. I'm interested. We'll probably get mm-hmm. some announcements sooner rather than later. Uh... Kate catches Armand confronting Eleanor about something. We talked about that. Kate finds a secret auction that Armand has with Jack and other which other rich white folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um. And then Jack and Armand fight, as in fight. I mean auction over the sword that Ronan used to have. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the tracksuit mafia shows up to the auction and spoil the fun. But they say bro all the time, so that's fun. Yeah, that's from the that's from the that's right from the comics. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Kate grabs. Yeah, I thought the tracksuit mafia was good. Yeah, they were they were funny. 
Kate grabs the Ronin suit and fights the tracksuit mafia. Um, she finds out that they're looking for a watch from the Avengers compound. I don't know why they need this watch so bad, though. What's the yeah, so that point? was what I was I'm wondering about with the whole overall, um, like, Laura Barton being Mockingbird. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's never I'm explicitly one... said either. Well, then when she turns over the watch, it has a 19 on it. Uh, or Agent 19, right? Mm-hmm. For, which is like Mockingbird in the comics. Yeah. Um, and also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that was another thing that kind of decanonized Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Which I was fine, fine with. Um, but I'm guessing that she just had like, when she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, she had like run-ins with Fisk and stuff. And, and then had to like go into hiding basically, right? And so they tried to like track her down through this watch i guess it's kind of just hinted at throughout the whole thing yeah maybe i have no idea maybe it'll get continued in echo i'm assuming hawkeye's yeah. just gonna be in that i don't know i guess that like kate bishop makes an appearance and i think daredevil will definitely be in it yeah um especially because they've uh i i read an article that like the writer's room of echo um, has a lot of writers from Daredevil. Yes, and, they uh, did hire a couple of writers from the Netflix series. Of, like, so that's, that's, uh, I definitely think that he will be in that and he'll probably be in She-Hulk too. Yeah. I'm excited for it all. Um, the tracksuit mafia have fought Ronan before. Um, because they recognize the suit because... I mean, that's what they're after. <laughs> yep. I wrote these notes, like, after each episode. Um, let's see. Lucky the dog saves Kate from a man, and Kate saves Lucky the dog from a car. Yeah. A quid pro quo. Yeah. Um, and then Clint sees someone with the Ronin suit on TV, and then... Beats up the tracksuit mafia and unmasks Kate Bishop. But yeah, not I, I liked this. I didn't think it was like, um, I thought it was a little confusing in the beginning, like what all was going on and why everyone was like, why everything was happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it becomes a little clearer later on about like why they're so motivated to go after Ronan and, and why they still think that Ronan's still like around, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I liked the whole, like, her getting tied up in it and, like, them thinking that Ronan is back. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Especially because it, it highlights, like, his guilt about the whole thing, you know? And the so. fear that Ronan had over everyone. Yeah. Right. And then Kate found Armand butterscotch candy, but also Armand's corpse with a sword wound yeah. in his side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we move on to episode two. Um, episode two. Let's see. This was the one with the LARPers, right? Yes. That was unnecessary. <laughs> it was it was unnecessary, but it ended up being uh it ended up being uh good overall for the plot to have some like supporting like backup guys especially like in a final fight and everything and i thought that they were funny yeah some comic relief right um clinton kate go to her apartment and the tracksuit mafia arrive and throw a molotov cocktail at them but clint just throws it back which was kind of funny um, <laughs> they leave this the ronin suit in the apartment because just because <laughs> Yeah, but I guess. Um, Kate and Clint go up to her aunt's apartment, who is away, and that's actually Moira, who uh, she has some comic. Um, what am I trying to say? Like history. Yes. I thought there was. I saw a theory that um, her aunt would be Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh -huh. And and uh, a Valentina Allegro de Fontaine or whatever, because which I think like I would have liked 
Um, because then it would have been whoever, you know, Eleanor calls her to hire Yelena to take out, um, to take out Clint versus going through Kingpin to Eleanor to Yelena. But I still think it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's still fine. Um, yeah, I was trying to find any, um, notes I had on Moira too, and I, I guess I don't have anything. So it's just Moira. <laughs> um, Clint casually steals a firefighter jacket and walks into Kate's apartment, which is now a crime scene. Kind of scary that Clint was able to do that so well. Just yeah, sneak in so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clint finds a sticker for NYC LARPing and finds out who took the costume. Uh, Kate asks how Clint got his hearing aid. And we see a montage of Clint going through painful action sequences. Kate and Clint ba pass by some cosplayers in NYC and Hawkeye says one of them isn't him, it's Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Which is funny because... Yeah. Um, in 2012, the Avengers, the Hunger Games, and Brave all came out, and there was this ongoing joke about archers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Clint gives Kate Bishop his number and tells her it's only for emergencies, which of course she only uses for emergencies. <laughs> Jack is way too chill for it being the day after his uncle was killed by a sword. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I get that they were fighting or whatever, but he did not. He didn't care. Care at all. No. It's like, let's go out. Yeah. Jack is definitely handy with the sword, as we see later when he fences with Kate. He pretends to be bad at first. Uh, Clint goes to the NYC LARPers and participates in their sword fight. He eventually finds the guy who has the Ronin suit. And he asks him to beat Hawkeye. So they have a fake fight so he can beat Hawkeye. Yeah. Clint. Yeah, I liked the whole LARPing scene. I thought it was funny and it was, uh, you know, kind of realistic and put in among, like, other normal people, you know? Right, yeah. Because usually... It's, it's fun to see him just interact with, like, normal citizens, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I, and I even fought Thanos. Yeah. Kate Bishop is called up by the cops. This is never really followed up on, though. No. Uh, Grills beats Clint in the fight. And gives the costume back. Apparently he gets murdered in the comics. But that seems a little too dark for the show. <laughs> yeah, I like Grills. He's yeah, he's in the comics a bit, uh, and I liked him. I liked giving them like those three main like LARPers to kind of, you know, uh, support them and just like so they could go out and do stuff and it feels still like realistic, you know? Right. Yeah. Jack offers Kate an, an Armand the third butterscotch candy, and she gets triggered. Yeah. Clint gets captured by the tracksuit mafia, and then Kate Bishop tracks him through Bishop security to find him. But now the tracksuit mafia know that Kate Bishop was in the Ronin suit. And I guess now they think that she was always Ronin at that point. They did, at least. Yeah, because they didn't know that, that Clint was was Ronin at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Echo introduced at the end of the episode. Yeah. Maya Lopez. Yeah, the way, that they, the way they introduced her at the end was really interesting and well like, shot and everything. It was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, so Echo's getting her own Disney Plus series, and I feel like those first two episodes could have been condensed into one, or, I mean, yeah. this show could have been, like, three or four episodes, honestly. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I said, the first two were just, like, there's a lot of exposition. I feel like it could have been a little bit, uh, 
better like paced you know it could have been a little quicker mm-hmm Echo fights Daredevil in the comics, and uh, she's heavily connected to Wilson Fisk because, as we see later, Wilson Fisk was the reason that her dad was killed by the Ronin, um, and that's why she starts going after Wilson Fisk, her uncle. Yeah, they did a. It's basically the same thing in the in the Daredevil comic where he tells her that Daredevil killed her dad, but it was him and it was just kind of to motivate her to take to take him out for him you know mm-hmm. echo apparently becomes the ronin at one point in the comics and yeah. her and her dad have a little shadow puppet challenge and she asks him if dragons are real which is weird because shang chi just came out shang chi <laughs> yeah um echo has a prosthetic leg too so she's got a lot of disabilities happening but yet she's still kicking yeah um echo's dad is dressed up in a tracksuit mafia suit which shows how she's connected to them uh the mysterious uncle arrives who was definitely wilson fisk (laughs) and then he was yeah that was i felt like just even from Echo being in it, you know, it was, like, pretty, it was, like, oh, he's probably in this. And then when he showed up, I was, like, yeah, that's Fisk. Like, there's no... It was so cool. There's no way. Um, Ronan kills some of the mafia and Echo's dad in the flashback. One of the mafia members says that they got Imagine Dragons tickets, and Kate says <sighs> it was a bad move. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. I liked her giving him like relationship advice and then when they called that back in the final episode yeah that was good it it also shows that she's like uh you know caring and stuff and actually cares about people's problems even when they're like the who she's fighting you know right it was good it made her kind of unique definitely clint you know how they handle situations echo figures out that clint is losing his hearing too and Clint tells Echo that Black Widow killed the Ronin, um, which was convenient to Echo. Technically, she did because yeah. she told him to stop being Ronin. Yeah. Echo smashes yeah. Clint's hearing. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, just kind of like I like I had said before, it just did a really good job at like calling back to a lot a lot of Black Widow stuff and like honoring her memory. Mm-hmm. Echo smashes Clint's hearing aid during the fight. Kate and Clint have a car chase with some Christmas music and trick arrows. Kate has to tell Clint what his son Nathaniel is saying on the phone because his hearing aid is broken. That was sad. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good scene. Kate calls Kazi hot, which is funny because they date in the comics, but I guess that's not happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> Did Kingpin buy the Avengers Tower? Probably. Most likely. I feel like, Never especially because I think they're still waiting for a bit to introduce the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Probably. Which is filming this year, apparently, so we're going to find out who that oh, cast yeah? is soon. Yeah. <laughs> cast list. Cast list. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye are sus of Jack Duquesne, so they break into her own house. And Jack shows up and puts a sword to Hawkeye's neck. Echo definitely made the show. Oh, what were you going to say? Yeah, Echo definitely made the episode. But um, I like that ending. I like, I legitimately, once that happened, I was like legitimately convinced that he was like the bad guy. I was like, oh, okay. Because I, I was initially like, he's a red herring. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, I was confused. Echo made the show so much more interesting, though, for a show called Hawkeye and about Kate Bishop. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, she was good, though. She added a lot of, like... Like, she was a very good, well-done villain. Oh, very much. Um, episode 4, titled Partners, Am I Right? 
Jack is the CEO of Sloan, which is used to launder money for the tracksuit mafia, probably without him knowing. Definitely without yeah. him knowing. Eleanor tells Clint to make sure that Kate is safe. Because she's paranoid, but also she's paranoid. Clint's wife speaks German on the phone at one point, um, hinting at Mockingbird more. Jack makes yeah, mis- showing her like super spy-ness, you know. Super spy-ness. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack misquotes Forrest Gump. I forget what he said though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what the quote was. Hawkeye uses frozen food to heal himself, just like Kate um, did in the second episode. But a lot of time in this episode is wasted with Kate and Hawkeye doing things like flicking rings and watching movies. Like, eh. I liked that. I liked that scene a lot. I felt like this one, compared to, um, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki and WandaVision, like... This one was just kind of a fun show, and I thought that worked for having, like, a Christmas-themed show, you know, and mostly just working on building the dynamic of, like, between Kate and Clint and everything. I thought that it it worked pretty well. Yeah, and, like, I think it worked for like, a little bit, but it was just, like, repetitive and annoying at some points. Yeah, and I, I like the, the flicking thing. That reminded me a lot of Bullseye. But mm. it, you know, you haven't seen him yet, though. Well. No. Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, for those of you who don't know, Bullseye's in Daredevil. I won't say what season because Brett is watching it right now. Yeah. Um, Clint has a mug that says Thanos was right, which you can purchase now. Yeah. Yeah, they're selling it now. Yeah, that's not a fake ad. It's actually it's real. <laughs> yeah. The LARPers come back because the show needs comic relief, and they were used before, making audiences happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like girls. I like seeing. I also liked um, seeing Kate interact with them versus Clint interact with them. Mm-hmm. You know. I just thought so much of this writing was so cheap. I didn't have, like, an, a connection to the LARPers. They just needed someone, so they used the LARPers. Right, yeah. I mean, they were a pretty obvious plot device, but they were still, like, entertaining enough yeah. that I didn't really mind. I guess so. We found out that this week... Oh. This was the week that we found out that Charlie Cox will be playing Daredevil in the MCU. Yeah, that's great. I think... I kind of just always figured, you know, like, I even before I started watching the show, like, I knew that he was really, really well-liked at Daredevil, and he liked playing the character a lot, so... Yeah. It was... I mean, and he then fits. Kevin Feige, yeah, confirmed it, right? Yeah, he did. He fits the yeah, character so did, well. Yeah, he does. And he confirmed it before No Way Home came out, right? He was like... Correct. He was, he was like, if... We have Daredevil show up ever. He will be played by Charlie Cox. And he will be which, a really good lawyer. Yeah, a very good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the LARPers make costumes for Kate and Clint. Clint and Kate figure out where Maya's apartment is, and uh, Kate sneaks in. But Maya has alarms for deaf people, so Kate gets confused and shoots them with purple goo arrows. I liked the uh, I liked her getting in, again showing kind of the contrast between her versus Clint. Mm-hmm. I liked her getting in by like helping the guy with the groceries. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that funny. Was funny. I thought, and it was good. Um, yeah, that whole apartment scene. I was like waiting for Yelena to show up. I was like, I know. Same. Like this is this is it. This is it. And then she but finally like shows them. up in her black widow night suit. Yeah, I like them showing the confusion between, like, wait, okay, well then, who am I fighting, right? Right. That was good. Elena uses the uh, Black Widow stunning bracelets that Natasha used. Yep. And then Clint drops Kate off the building with an arrow. 
so that she doesn't get hurt. But he tells her to yeah. get out of there after seeing that a black widow's involved now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, they made her like they definitely made Yelena like I, I thought Yelena was really well done in the Black Widow movie, but I thought she was even, um, better in this. Oh yeah, for like, sure. She, she felt like very deadly, you know. I just they advertised it like she was gonna be in the show, not in two episodes of the show. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought, like, you know, moving into episode five, I thought that they did enough with her in that. But, like, like even just having that really... She only has, like, a couple major scenes, mm-hmm. but it was enough for me. Because they already had enough going on with, like, also introducing Fisk and Echo and doing all that stuff. Right. They had a lot to do. So I was... Yeah. Now, episode five starts in 2018. This was the best opening, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. With Yelena and a fellow Black Widow trying to fix other Black Widows. Yelena tries to heal a woman named Anna or Anna. I can't remember. It's probably Anna. Yeah, I think it was Anna. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Anna, okay. but she is a, she's just a hired assassin, and she's not under any hypnotics. Um, yeah, I like the. Is, is this a, like again back to continuing Black Widow? It, it did feel like sort of half a. It felt like like this show was. Um, it introduced Kate Bishop, and it was kind of like a pilot episode for the Hawkeye for the Echo show, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a half sequel for the Black Widow movie. Right. There was a lot of different things. <laughs> right. Yelena gets blipped when she goes into the bathroom, which was very interesting to see a perspective of someone who uh, blipped, because we hadn't yeah, really right. seen that before. Yeah. I guess some people blipped for five years immediately, and then some didn't. Like, Spider-Man said that Doctor Strange was, like, trying and trying and trying to open portals in Endgame. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yelena uh, immediately. I think her acting in the scene was great. Florence Pugh's acting. She's been like, I think if looking at all the characters that have been introduced or like, uh, you know, focused and developed, I think that like Yelena's the best like new addition. Oh yeah, for sure. But I guess as an but new addition, she's kind of an old new addition. So right, but in terms like, of like Phase Four. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely one of the best additions then. Yeah. Yelena immediately asks about Natasha when she blips back, which was so sad. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, oh yeah, the weird previously on Hawkeye section that was randomly put after the whole sequence. Yeah, that was weird. There's a fox on Kate Bishop's bulletin board, a nod to Doctor Strange coffee cup in uh, No Way Home. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Kate goes back to her apartment and finds Yelena, who made mac and cheese. I love that. It was I love great. this whole, that whole scene. It was, like, amazing. Yeah, this whole episode was great. They definitely need to do, like, and I think they will, but they definitely need to do, like, a Kate Bishop Yelena story. Yeah, I think they will. Kate goes back to her apartment and finds, oh wait, sorry, next line. Florence Pugh is perfect as Yelena, and I love that we were able to see more of her. She mentions the new Statue of Liberty. Um... She knows yeah, a lot of... nice little nod to Noah Home. I like that. Mm-hmm. She knows a lot about Kate, including her saving Lucky the pizza dog. Apparently... Yeah, I like that when she, she was like, that earned you a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> but she tells Kate to stay out of her way. Yeah. Jack gets arrested, but isn't concerned about it at all. Does he just, like, go through life without any concerns? Yeah, I guess so. What what would what would it be like to be Jack Decane? <laughs> yeah, must be nice. 
Clint visits the memorial for the Battle of New York and talks to Natasha about how he's sorry for what he's about to do. Um, yeah, I like that. Like, seeing, getting getting a flashback of him being Ronan, but also getting to see him, like, go back to it a little bit. And mm-hmm. this um, episode in, like, the present day was good. Yeah. And see him, like, uh, really, like, like, be badass as Ronan and, like, sneak around and everything was awesome yeah it was cool he shot an error message to the tracks at the track suit mafia it's so hard to say sometimes and says that (laughs) and then he uh he says that he just wants to see maya yeah i like that i like that scene with the track suit mafia when they're going and it like smashes through the window or whatever yeah and they were talking about like the Sopranos or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. Um, Laura could be Mockingbird because Clint and Laura are paranoid about Wilson Fisk the whole episode. But we find out mm-hmm. kind of, yes. But not confirmed, I guess. When the Avengers see Hawkeye's family in Age of Ultron, Tony jokes that Laura could be an agent. Yeah. Which is funny. Which, he was right. <laughs> he, or he knew. Yeah, it's it definitely seemed like more of a, his, his delivery of it. Although, you know, he went through all the S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets and stuff, so. Yeah. Possibly. Clint takes down a bunch of tracksuit mafia members and reveals to Maya that he is the Ronin. But he tells Maya that he was sent by his boss, her boss, to kill his father. Yeah. Um, yeah, him like him finally like just getting to explain everything. That was a really good scene, and him, him doing it with, like the lip reading and the ASL and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the other thing I thought they did really well with Maya's character is doing all like the you know sign language and the lip reading and all that. Like it never felt like awkward. No, know? Like, it didn't. I think it really proved like you can have this type of diversity and not and it not being like uh hindering the plot or anything like that yeah it doesn't take you out of the story or anything right maya confronts kazi about the night her father died and he acts really sus yeah yelena stalks eleanor and finds out she's meeting with none other than wilson fisk played by vincent d'onofrio once again that was a night that was a cool reveal that was, yeah. that was an awesome reveal. And then we move on to the finale. Finale. Finally. Finally. Yes. That was it. Okay. Kate Bishop's father. Um, huh? Yeah. I think overall like it was it was a good finale. It um it, like the action and stuff and it was funny. It just felt like the pacing was a bit off. But other than that, I liked it overall. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like this finale a lot better than like WandaVision's, honestly. And I liked I liked WandaVision's finale better, but I think it was a better finale than like Falcon and the Winter Soldier yes. or, or like What If, you know? Yes, definitely. Eleanor kept records of her money shuffling with Wilson Fisk, so that helped. Maya visits Wilson Fisk, and he tries to ease her suspicions, but knows that he didn't do well. Yeah, I like I like the like barely contained rage, you yeah. know, that he shows, especially when she leaves and he's talking to Kazi and stuff. Like, I love he's Wilson very smart, Fisk. You know, he's very one of my perfect. favorite villains. Yeah, he's great. Um. Kate and Clint make a whole bunch of trick arrows, which were really cool and creative. Um, yeah, I like that. I like getting to see him like make his own. Kate tells Clint why she thinks he's a hero. Nice little awe moment. Yeah. Um, will we get more swordsmen in the future? Uh, I think if they do a second Hawkeye season... Probably, but 
I doubt that he'll ever become like a main main character, you know? Yeah. Kate confronts Eleanor about her meeting with Wilson Fisk. Kazi starts firing on Clint, and he notices the reflection of his red beam on a tray someone holds. Uh, I said Yelena and Kate have such great chemistry when they half fight and half talk to each other. Yeah, the whole the whole elevator scene and like running through the hallway, that whole yeah. The I think the two best scenes of the show are um, the mac and cheese scene and the elevator scene. And, like, those are, they really, like, their dynamic was, like, really great. It was really funny. And she presses all the, all the buttons in the elevator. Yeah, that reminded me of Elf. Yeah. And then she accidentally steps on the famous piano that Tom Hanks dances on in the film Big. Oh, yeah. The one member of the tracksuit mafia lets Kate know that he ended up seeing Maroon 5 instead. <laughs> Jack Duquesne saves Kate Bishop and fights some of the tracksuit mafia, which was cool to see. Um, Clint gets... I like the little uh, the owl and the Rockefeller. Yeah. In, like, the tree. When he gets was, stuck in the fun. tree. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate has to shoot it down with the acid arrow. Yeah. I like how their costumes were very comic book accurate. Yeah. And um, them using a bunch of trick arrows on that final battle on the ice, that was so cool. So well mm-hmm. done. A van of tracksuit mafia are hit with a pim arrow that shrinks them, and then they're taken by an owl. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Kazi catches an arrow that Clint shoots. Um, that was pretty fire. Maya puts her hair down and then fights Kazi. Yelena yeah, that was good. I thought they, they established Kazi and Maya's relationship really well. Mm-hmm. Yelena shows up and beats up Clint and refuses to fight her. Um, yeah, another, like, that was another great, like, Florence Pugh acting. Yeah. Uh, display. She just did a great job in the role. In general. Mm-hmm. Clint tries to convince Yelena that Natasha had sacrificed herself and that he didn't kill her. But at that same moment, Wilson Fisk confronts Eleanor and Kate shoots an arrow at him, which was useless. Yeah. I did the I didn't feel like he was like that scary and like I felt like Fisk was kind of meh in yeah. this show. He ended in up Daredevil being... he's a lot more in Daredevil, he's a lot more intimidating yes. and, like, scary, right? But it's because it's R-rated, and this is, like... Right. It's PG-13, and there's only so much, like, they can do in the time that they have, you know? Yeah. So, I get it. But he was good. They showed his, threat, like, durability really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo stabs Kazi, most likely killing him. Most likely. Clint does the whistle thing that Natasha and Yelena did, like, two times. And this finally convinces Yelena. The whistling thing is so stupid. I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was weird that she, like, had told him about it. No, no, no. I just mean, like, like, way back in Black Widow. Like, when she first whistled at the end of the movie, I was like, when did this happen before? And then um, she does. She does it in the in the beginning in Ohio. Oh really? Kids. Okay. Yeah. The whistle thing, but for some reason Clint was told about the whistle thing. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. If you ever see my sister, just whistle. <laughs> Kate uses the flicking trick to trigger some trick arrows that make him go boom. But once again, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, he was crazy durable in the show. <laughs> I wish, damn. <laughs> yeah. Eleanor gets arrested and is mad at Kate for calling the police on her. But I, I, 
Not really don't sure. Don't be a criminal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be a criminal. <laughs> Maya confronts Kingpin, and it seems like he's shot, but we never see it. We just hear a gunshot. He's yeah, she shoots, she shoots him, but I definitely don't think he's dead. Like like we said about the comics, like it's the exact same framing, and in the comics he's fine. Yeah, he's most likely alive, and his storyline will probably continue in the Echo Disney Plus series. Yep. Um, Clint brings Kate home for Christmas, and they burn the Ronin costume. Um, the post-credit scene was a full song from Rogers the Musical. <laughs> yeah, that I did not think we needed. I would have much rather had something that like teased the Echo show or or did something maybe with Yelena. Honestly, you know, like I liked so it so much in the show. And it felt kind of pointless. I understand that. I kind of liked it just because it was like... I wasn't expecting it. And it was an entire song from Rogers the Musical. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we got Moon Knight coming up. And then, Moon Knight, I'm very excited for that. So excited. And then it's probably going to be She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and then Secret Invasion. Those are the ones that are confirmed for 2022 this year. Is Secret Invasion 2022, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. They're filming right now, huh? I cannot wait for that show. Yeah, it's going to be good. But Echo seems like the next project that would follow up any storylines from this show. Um, that yeah, starts I think filming. it's possible we see, like, Kate Bishop, like, in, like, She-Hulk, maybe? Like, we could get some She-Hulk. Maybe. Especially She-Hulk's also gonna be kind of a comedy. And, yeah, uh, it's supposed to be fourth wall breaking and whatever. I'm excited for right, that. Right, so I'm really, I need to watch, I wanna watch more Tatiana Maslany things. Like, I wanna watch Orphan Black. I haven't seen her in anything, her. honestly. I haven't watched really Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she's in that one episode of Parks and Rec. Or no, she's in, like, three episodes of Parks and Rec. And oh. she's good in those. Dang. But I think it's really good. It's good casting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else on uh, Hawkeye, then? I thought it was, like, in some parts the writing was meh, especially in the first two and last episode. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was just, like, an entertaining, fun show, and it set up a lot of future storylines. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I liked it. I was very frustrated with it for the first four weeks. It was just like, yeah. ugh, I just want this show to be actually important. And I got that right. they were trying to build up things, but it was like, ugh. Yeah, I think it'll ultimately, like, especially a lot of the stuff they did with the character work will all pay off a lot more later. But yeah. Like, I can understand that. It just didn't seem like a project that they were building for it felt like a project that was building towards other things right yeah i don't know but yeah that was my thoughts on hawkeye but thank you for joining the podcast sir yeah of course anytime yeah do you have an outro or anything that you want to say uh no not really (laughs) you got it (laughs) (laughs) all right well Be nice to each other out there.